We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everyone? It is Friday. It is the 16th. It is September, and I'm not Stevie TPFL. He is busy with some NASCAR stuff tonight, so you're stuck with me, Grant Eber, a.k.a. Turd Ferguson, and I'm joined to break down some baseball by Keith Eister, Eyes819. How you doing over there, Keith? Doing good, man. Just watched a, a fairly exciting football game. Not not quite as many points as we were expecting, I don't think. Um, Herbert looks like he was pretty banged up there at the end. Be curious to see what goes on with that. But rough showdown for me. Didn't play enough Mike Williams. How about I was, you? Do, you? do you have any bets in? Oh, I had plenty of bets. I, I ended up clearing a bit of money. But I was, I was sweating. I had Herbert over 279.5 passing yards. Broke his rib about 15 yards away from hitting it. And <laughs> so I'm like... Yep, it's done for. And then Chief scored. I'm like, no way they let him in downtown. They're not winning this. Why would they put a guy in with a broken rib? And then put him in, over hit. And I'm very, very happy. But this isn't a football podcast. You did that yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. So if you guys want to go, <laughs> check that out. Morning Grind football podcast. I made it about halfway through. It's a long one, but with a lot of good good information. I'm going to finish up the rest of it tomorrow. But we got baseball to talk about. Let's just dive right on in. First game, we got Miami going up against Washington. Lazardo going up against Gray. Let's start off with Jesus Lazardo. Any interest in him going up against a bad Washington team as they are they are not good? 
Yeah, I I do have some interest. This pitching slate is very spread out, in my opinion. Like, there's a, a bunch of guys from the seven to nine K range that are all really similar, and it's kind of hard to separate them at at this point. Um, we'll definitely figure that out as the day goes on and we get closer to lock. But as of right now, I'm not exactly sure where all my ownership's going. Lizardo is definitely in that conversation. He has one of the stronger K rates among these guys, almost 28% on the season. Um, but the walks are a little bit elevated. Washington doesn't strike out a ton, even, even without Bell uh, and Soto. Um, but Luzardo has the stuff to, to rack up a, a bunch of Ks in any matchup. So I do have some, some interest here. I think there are, there are guys that, that are cheaper than him that you can play too. So like I said, lots of options on this, this big slate. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that's in play mid-8K. is probably about where his price tag should be. Washington, while they don't strike out a ton, they're still not a very good lineup. He does struggle with walks, but still has an XFIP right around 3.5K rate, um, well above average, sitting at 27.5%, I think. Um, so he's definitely in play for me. What about Josiah Gray over on the other side, just 7,600 going up against a bad Miami team? Yeah, I'm a great matchup here. Um he, he has plenty of strikeout stuff as well. He's at 25%, also has a walk problem, and he has a home run problem. Um, another guy I think you can play, again, I just I don't know what, what the ownership's going to look up like on these guys. Uh, Miami does strike out a ton. Um, so there, there's upside for Gray. Don't mind the price at 7,600. Um, add him to the list for me. Yep, right there with you again. Guy with some upside going up against a bad team that strikes out a decent clip, so I'm in for that. What about the Miami Bats here going up against Gray? Well, he is a high strikeout guy. He can get super wild. He can give up some runs in bunches. He can give up some home runs in bunches. Any interest in any of these Miami Bats? Not a ton. I'm I'm looking for lefty power when I'm targeting Gray. J.J. Blade is still near minimum price. Um he was hitting really well when he came up. It's, I mean, he's, he's striking out too much. Um, not really getting it done of late, but this is a, a guy with big time power. So Blade at near minimum price, I have some interest in. There's just not enough talent here for me to want to stack. Um, probably just looking for cheap home runs. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel like Blade is the play here. He's a great salary saver, 2,200. You said he was hitting good, well at the beginning, but again, this just could be... Could be jitters, could be him not playing well, could it be him not being major league ready. But the one thing we know about him in the minors is that he does have a bunch of power. So Blade at 2,200 is solid. Outside of that, yeah, you're right. I mean, Gray is a above average pitcher versus righties and just absolutely awful versus lefties. So you're looking for lefty power, and Blade is really the only one that solves that problem. Uh, what about Washington over on the other side? Really no interest in Washington. Um, they are cheap. So you can certainly find some value here, um, but I, I definitely wouldn't full stack them. Maybe, maybe a mini stack of, of value guys like Lane Thomas probably leads off at a 2,800. Luke Voigt has big power at 2,900. Um, Manessas has hit lefties really well this season. He's, he's not cheap. Um, everybody else is cheap outside of Manessas, but um, probably not a full stack for me. Again, just you can, you, Lizardo will give up some home runs um, and there's, there's some value here if you need, need it but there's there's a lot of cheap pitching on this slate i'm not sure that we need to even go down here to washington yep yeah we're right there with you not a ton of interest outside of void and thomas let's move on to the next game we got toronto going up against baltimore don't see a total out for this at least over on DraftKings. lyles going up against hatch start off with lyles here going up against toronto guy who can give up some home runs and it's not really great any interest in lyles here 
no interest in Lyles. So that he's not one of the cheap pitchers I'm looking at. Um, I'm pr- probably going to live in that seven eight K range for pitching. Um, Lyles at sixty six hundred against Toronto, just too tough of a matchup here. Uh, and he struggled with with righty power too in his career. Lots of hard contact uh, versus righties, so just a really bad matchup against Toronto for him. Yeah, and then on the other side, Thomas Hatch don't have a ton of major league experience with him. Um, he's hit played off and on the last three years. First start this year. Just got absolutely shelled beyond belief. Doesn't look like a great pitcher. 5,100 going up against a Baltimore team that's been pretty solid going up against uh, Raddies this season. Any interest in him? No, no interest in Hatch either. Um, I respect this Baltimore offense. They've, they've played great in the second half. Hatch just doesn't have much upside. His K rate in AAA was below 20% as well. So um, don't see the strikeouts. Um, prefer the, the Baltimore side of this one. Yep, yep, Hatch, not good. So talk to me about these Baltimore bats. Yeah, I mean, just a really good offense since um, Rutschman has just exploded in the second half here. Uh, Gunnar Henderson has come up and hit really well. Mullins is having a good year. Mountcastle's having a good year. Stantander's having a good year. Like, this is this is a pretty solid offense. Uh, lots of young talent here. Um, I don't mind the stack. They're all fairly priced. Uh, Mountcastle's price has come up a little bit, but 4,100 for a guy with his power, I'm fine with that. Henderson is is an elite option at 3,500. Uh, Mullins is expensive at 5,200, but worth it. Rutschman worth it at 5,100. Um, I, I like the Baltimore stack a good amount here. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, I mean, the problem with Rutschman, with Mullins, with Santander is, I mean, yes, they hit righties very well, but Hatch is a pretty extreme reverse splits guy. He's a fastball changeup cutter guy. Really doesn't have an out pitch going up against righties. So, I mean, Mountcastle I really like here. But if Hayes is in the lineup, if Aguiar is in the lineup, I like both of them quite a bit. The lefties I'm fine with. I like them as a stack. I mean, like I said, I prefer going with righties going up against um, going up against Hatch. But he's still not good versus lefties either. So, uh, yeah, I mean – yeah, wait a minute. yeah, yeah. He's he's just not major league ready. So stack up Baltimore, uh, Toronto bats going up against Lyles. Thoughts? Yeah, the, one of my favorite stacks on the, the entire slate. Um, they're expensive, but again, I think there's a lot of like it's pretty easy to place two of these AK pitchers, uh, and that that would allow you to fit this Toronto stack in. Um, the big power guys are what I'm looking for. Vlad is the top option here. Bichette has been on fire. His price is all the way up to 6K. At, that's a tough tag on Bichette there. Um, but love Vlad at 5,300. Teoscar at 4,800. Spr- Springer 5,400. Like, like I said, it's it's a pricey stack. Um, but I think the upside here is massive uh, with Lyles uh, and his tendency to give up some home runs. Yeah, I mean Lyles has been better a little bit this season, but still a guy that can give up some pop. And part of it might just be playing in Baltimore with those fence moved back. But, yeah, I like the righties here. I mean, Vlad, Springer, Bichette. I'm right with you, Teoscar. All these guys, it's a tough stack to fit in. But Lyles really isn't a great pitcher. I mean, the problem is that Baltimore bullpen behind it is pretty solid. But still, overall, Toronto, I think they might get a little bit overlooked. I don't know the total is in this game. But my guess is it's probably going to come out with Baltimore being a minus 140 favorite with an eight, eight and a half total. Um, so we'll see what ends up coming out with Vegas, but I can see Toronto getting a little bit overlooked in this spot. Moving on to the next game, we've got a lot of games to get through. Travis McKenzie going up against Aaron Sanchez, who's still in the league. I was surprised me. <laughs> um, Minnesota versus Cleveland. Let's start off with Sanchez. 
who no. have, he's how old is he? he seems like he's way older than he is yeah i think he's only like 32 33 uh, he's 29 like he's, he's 29 <laughs> yeah that, i did i would have never guessed that yeah oh, that's gosh. that's crazy um, yeah my that's, that's just one of those things that just blows your mind <laughs> yeah um yeah no interest in sanchez doesn't strike anybody out um cleveland doesn't strike out at all uh just there's no upside here yeah yeah cleveland very low strikeout lineup sanchez there's a reason why we haven't seen him too much and he's just not very good i mean the guy's probably a five era five x type of guy that gives up some home runs and doesn't strike anyone out and we're no real upside here mckenzie on the other side though he's been pretty solid overall this season strikeouts has come down a little bit but still well above average pitcher 9600 though is that too much of a price tag to pay for him? It's really tough to get to 9,600 for McKenzie because there are so many options that are similar. Like his walk rate's a little bit better than Lazardo and Gray, but the strikeout rate isn't quite as strong. Um, I, like, I like playing McKenzie. I, I think McKenzie's a really good pitcher. Um, he And he does have double-digit strikeout upside in him. We've seen it a couple of times this year. I'm just not sure that this matchup against Minnesota – is where I want to chase it, especially at this $9,600 price tag. I think he comes in low owned because of the price tag. So maybe deep, deep tournaments, you, you take a shot on him. Um, but he's going to be way down the list for me today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't stomach that price tag on this slate with everything else available. So I'm probably going to skip on him. Minnesota bats though. I mean, obviously they're beat up. I mean, we don't know if our Arias is going to be in the lineup. Um, we don't know if Kepler is going to be in the lineup. But this is a cheap stack here. I mean, granted, McKenzie, again, has been way better this season. Hasn't given up nearly the pop he's given up in the past. So any interest in these Minnesota bats at a pretty cheap price tag? Yeah, like you said, we kind of got to see what the, the lineup looks like. They're dealing with a ton of injuries, and that might put McKenzie more in play. If we get Kepler and a rise out, you've got Buxton on the IL, you got Polanco on the IL. So they're definitely shorthanded here. I do have interest in in trying to find a home run or two against McKenzie, an extreme fly ball pitcher. I think he has the highest fly ball rate in the majors, actually. Um, so Miranda, Gary Sanchez, those types of guys, I, I'd be fine looking for some home runs. McKenzie's really fixed his walk issues, so I, I don't think that I need to stack here against him. He's a good pitcher, um, but it's possible he gives up a home run or two. So the, the power bats are what I'm looking at, Miranda and Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw Cray in there too at 5K, I still don't hate it. I mean, like I said, he, like you said, he is an extreme fly ball pitcher, just hasn't given up as many home runs as he has in the past. Um, but he, he's still a guy that you can pick a one, two, three bombs off of. So I like the Miranda Sanchez call. And I think Cray is a solid add on if you want to do a three man stack. What about Cleveland on the other side versus apparently younger than me, Aaron Sanchez? <laughs> Um, yeah, Cleveland's a tough team to stack just because they're, they're a bunch of single contact guys. Like there's, there's not a ton of power outside of Jose Ramirez and, and he's appropriately priced up at 5,800. So Sanchez is a guy I typically want to pick on. I just don't love stacking Cleveland, uh, Naylor at 4,200. I think that's a great play. Um, Quan at 4,500, that feels a little too expensive. Rosario and Jimenez are in that range too. Like, Cleveland is just a tough team to stack. Um, I don't, I'll probably probably do some Naylor Ramirez and then find a third piece in there a little bit just because Sanchez is not a good pitcher. Uh, but the full stack is tough. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Sanchez, 
pretty much his entire career. Hasn't been a big home run pitcher. Um, been right around league yeah, average. Lots of ground balls. Yeah. So uh, Ramirez, Naylor, I'm right there with you. Then, yeah, I, I think I'm, I think we're on the exact same page. Just three man stack if you're going to do anything. Um, moving on to the next game, we got Texas going up against Tampa Bay Perez versus Kluber. Let's start off with Martin Perez, who I hate playing and never really play, and it just has has ruined me this whole season. Um, going up against Tampa Bay, who struck out surprisingly little versus lefties. Any interest in Perez at nine point one k? No, I'm just I, I don't think he has the upside to pay off that price tag. I've kind of been saying that all all season long, like you though, and he just keeps paying it off. Like he just keeps routinely putting up twenty five DK points. Um, he, he goes deep into games and he gets just enough strikeouts to get there. It seems like I just, I don't, there are 15 pitchers at least probably that I would play ahead of him. And that, that just seems to be the way it always is like nothing stands out about him, but he continues to get the job done. So I certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of playing him. I probably won't be doing it myself. Like, like you mentioned, Tampa Bay better against lefties, far, far fewer strikeouts against lefties. So uh, um, great ballpark to pitch in, but I just I don't feel like there's ever upside with with Perez. But then he goes out there and he puts up 25. Yep, yeah, no, right there with you. I mean, Perez just keeps doing it. I'm not playing him today. Um, <laughs> again, the numbers justify what I'm saying. At, well, at least his underlying numbers, his actual numbers, just seem to be fantastic every single time for some reason. Maybe it'll continue. Maybe it won't. But. Tampa Bay is not really the team that I want to play him against. And this big of a slate is not really the slate I want to play him for. Um, so no, no interest in him at all. Kluber on the other side, sitting at 7,400 going up against this Texas team. Any interest in him? I think he's fine. Um, the price tag is okay. Uh, 20% strikeout rate doesn't walk anybody. Texas isn't a, a lineup that I'm afraid of great ballpark. Like I mentioned, the problem is there are all these guys with like 25% K rates sitting right in his price range. So I don't think we need him on this slate. I think other guys have more upside. Um, it's fine. If you want to play him, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably pass on Kluber. Very similar to Perez on the other side. Yeah. He's an, if it fits throw him in guy, like if your last spot is your SP two and Kluber fits, throw him in but i'm not going out of my way to play him yeah, but there's the problem that there's two guys that we're going to talk about later one's 400 more than him one's 400 less than him so it's like just i don't think you're ever gonna really find yourself in that situation that's kind of where i'm at but yeah yeah that's fine man yeah we'll we'll see when we get to those guys you'll probably talk me into them over kluber just because kluber is meh what about texas bats um I mean, I, just because I don't want to play Kluber doesn't really mean I want to pick on him. Um, he's had a pretty solid year. Like I mentioned, he just he doesn't walk anybody. Um, good ground ball guy, so it's it's tough to to sustain rallies against him. Um, really tough ballpark too. So not a spot that I love for Texas. Um, a lot of it, like Garcia and Low feel a little bit overpriced. Seager's always fine, obviously. Simeon's okay at five k. Um, just too tough of a ballpark for me against a pretty good pitcher in Kluber. So I'm, I'm probably out on Texas. Yeah. Uh, tough ballpark, seven total in this game. I'm out on all bats. Um, neither of the guys are guys that get beat up that badly. I'm, I'm just full on out on Texas, full on, on the Rays. Do you have any interest in the Rays? 
no interest in the race for me either. I'm, I'm right there. Like Martin Perez just keeps getting out. Um, He's a magician. That's the yeah. only explanation. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Casey going up against Boston. We got Waka going up against Heasley. We'll start off with Heasley here. 5,600. Low price tag, but probably not low enough for me. This guy's not good. Any interest in Heasley at all? No interest in Heasley at all. I like the Boston stack. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Waka on the other side, guy that has just been like Martin Perez, yeah. just <laughs> consistently outdone every single metric that we have in baseball on a consistent basis. And while I like to fade that, and I don't like the price tag, this is going up against Kansas City, which is not a good ball team. Uh, any interest in them? In him? I, I like the matchup, but it's almost exact same conversation as Martin Perez. There's just there's not enough upside here. It's a great matchup. Waka has been phenomenal this season. Um, he doesn't get the benefit of the ballpark. This one's in Fenway, um, so it is a pretty nice. Uh, park upgrade for the Kansas City bats. I just there's no way I'm playing Waka at 9200 on the slate. Um, there's there's a ton of options underneath him. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the right move. I mean, there is so many other good options. Yeah, on a five game, six game, seven game, eight game slate, I'd probably think about Waka. But you're right, you're probably better off just crossing him off here. What about the Kansas City bats? I mean, they get a big ballpark upgrade. Waka, well, not a guy that really ever gets blown up this season. Underlying numbers are still good, not great. And you can get some cheap bats. I mean, I got some interest in the lefties here. Um, Waka has given up more hard contact, more home runs to lefties. He's been good. He hasn't been great. But Massey, Pasquantino, Prado, all three of those guys, super cheap, 2500 or less. I could see using them and playing in boston the spot but i mean if you don't need the salary don't go with them but they they are definitely good salary savers here in my opinion yeah i i agree with with that take i think you broke it down well um that's that's kind of right where i'm at melendez is the other one i i would throw in there big time power uh 4700 and you can always play play wit and salvi too um they're expensive like you said like waka is weird like Early in his career, he was reverse splits, but now this year he's getting hit harder by lefties, like you mentioned. So, I, I wouldn't wouldn't hesitate to play play Witt and Perez in this spot either. Um, great ballpark in Fenway, but Waka just like just keeps getting it done. Another magician here that we're dealing with. So, don't love the full stack. I think I, I'm with you. The way to play it is is look for some cheap power. Yeah, and then on the other side, Boston, like Heasley's just awful boston i think has the highest team total on the slate at this moment and rightfully so because heasley is awful i love the boston stack yeah i do as well uh rafi Devers is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate um verdugo is 4k heasley has really struggled with lefties so those would be my first two looks bogarts is is fine at 5300 um jd tommy fam both in the mid fours um, Boston's a little bit pricey, but this is, a, it's a great ballpark against a terrible pitcher and a terrible bullpen as well. So definitely like the, the Boston stack um, probably get a cheap catcher in there, depending on who, who cracks the lineup. 
Um, Reese McGuire is the one I kind of hope is in there at 2,300, a lefty. So that would be nice. Um, but yeah, I, Boston's one of the top stacks on the slate. Yep. Yep. Moving on to the next one. We got Walker going up against Keller, Minnesota, not Minnesota, Mets going up against the Pirates here. Start off with Keller going up against the Mets, low strikeout team. Keller, not a terrible pitcher. 7,200 is not a bad price tag. I just don't love the matchup. Do you have any interest in Keller? I don't. Um, just, again, really difficult matchup. The Mets don't strike out. They have a lot of power. Um, too many options right in this price range. I mean, this is a price range I'm living in, um, but there's there's other guys I prefer down here. So I'm, I'm out on Keller. Yeah, yeah, probably the same. Walker, not a guy that I like to target. Always seems to outplay his metrics a little bit. Matchup versus a pirate, the pirates, 8K. Am I am I crazy for kind of liking him in this spot? I don't know what to do with him ever. Um, like he he's in great spots and then he he doesn't do what you like you think he's gonna do, and then just he'll randomly pop off for like guess in the the last good spot was against Miami and he did go out and strike out 10. Game before that up against these pirates gave up four runs and only struck out three. So he's just he's so inconsistent. It's hard to know what to do with him. Um, I think the ownership stays down on him, even though this is a phenomenal matchup in a very good pitcher's park. Um, just because this seven K range is loaded. So I think he's maybe the fourth or fifth option in in this range. Um, I certainly wouldn't fault you if you wanted to play him. Pittsburgh is not not good. They strike out a ton. So. Uh, just because he, he didn't have a great start against him two times ago doesn't that doesn't mean that he can't be successful in this one. So it's a good spot for him for sure. Yeah, and we'll see if I know about him. Like you said, there's so many pitching options. I'm just saying he's he's in play. Um, Pittsburgh on the other side, I mean Reynolds, Cruz are fine, but I, I don't really have any interest in Pittsburgh bats. What about you? Yeah, I don't have any interest either. Reynolds and Cruz are expensive. Um, and in, in city field too, tough, tough ballpark. So don't love it. Walker can certainly get, get hit hard at times. Um, but I, I don't see myself playing any Pittsburgh here. Yeah. And then on the other side, I mean, the Mets are, might put up six, seven runs, but I'm not, Keller's not a guy that gives up a bunch of power. I mean, it's, he's sitting less than one home run per nine. Really he just walks a bunch of guys. I, I, I don't know if I can justify these price tags on these guys, considering Keller's not likely to give up more than one home run in this spot here. So my off base, do you have any interest in the Mets here? Um, I, I have a little more interest than you probably, but it not a ton. I uh, definitely prefer Toronto and Boston of the teams we've talked about already, but the Mets do have plenty of upside. This is a, a really good offense. They are expensive. Um, but you've got guys like Canna, Naquin, Vogelbach, all in that 4K range. Um, so it, it is possible to fit fit those guys with Lindor and Alonzo. Uh, don't love Nimmo at 5K. Don't definitely don't love McNeil at 4800. Um, so I think living in that the 4K range and then playing all Alonzo or Lindor with them is okay. Um, but yeah, not not one of my favorite stacks. But I'll, I will have some. All right, fair enough. Moving on to the next game, we got White Sox going up against Detroit. Giolito versus Matt Manning. Let's start off with Giolito here. 
7,800. Is this one of the guys that you have a lot of interest in? Unfortunately, it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to fault any righty going up against Tigers. Ex- exactly. Um, Giolito has had a super unlucky season. Um, he's he's walking more guys. The strikeouts are down a little bit, but they're still well above average. Um, like Giolito has been a better pitcher this season than his ERA suggests he has been. Um, he's definitely been inconsistent. He's definitely got blown up at times, and it's been super frustrating trying to figure out when he when he's going to do decent and and when he's going to get blown up. If there's ever a time, it's a matchup against Detroit, and he's 7,800, um, 25% strikeout rate going against Detroit, who is the worst offense in baseball. I mean, I think I think we have to have some interest here. Yeah, I mean, projection models are going to have him as the top pitcher on the entire slate. I, For sure. I'm fairly certain. And I think it's right. Again, you're right. He's gotten super unlucky. 5.18 ERA, 3.65 XFIP. Like most of his numbers compared year over year are pretty similar. Like strikeouts are very slightly down. Walks are slightly up. It's just Babbitt's 352 home runs to fly ball is sitting at 15%. I mean, they'll help facing the Tigers who are just awful. I think G Leto probably is the top option on the slate. We'll see where ownership comes in at and see him pull a uh, David Peterson. And yeah, seriously, man, that one hurt. Yeah. No, I heard a lot of people. I know you got hurt real bad. Um, For sure. Matt Manning there on the other side, 6,200 going up against the White Sox. Any interest in him? On a different slate, I think you could play some Matt Manning here. Um, the White Sox have been better recently. They're still not an offense that scares me, um, surprisingly. I mean, coming into the year, they were, I thought they were going to be one of the top offenses in baseball. But that's just not how it's played out. Um, like Manning is a, a tough guy to figure out, too. Like, you keep waiting on him to break out, and he just hasn't. It looked like he was there for a couple of starts. He put up some strikeouts, but then they've completely disappeared since then. Um, just three strikeouts in his last one, one strikeout the time before that. Um, another guy that I've like, I thought he had turned a corner and I, I was on him for a couple of games trying to target his, his strikeouts and, and they just disappeared. So I probably need to see a couple more starts where he finds the strikeout stuff again. Um, like I said, on a different slate, I would be fine taking chances here because I think there's talent with the pitcher and I'm not scared of the White Sox. Um, the price tag is extremely friendly. Uh, so on a different slate, I would take some shots, but don't think I need him on this one. Yeah. Matt Manning may just be a quad a player, like stuck in between triple a and the majors. He always crushes them triple a and then comes up to the majors and just gets crushed. So I, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm staying away from him. I just, he was hot for a little while and then he's just come back down to the Matt Manning. We saw last year in the majors. So yeah, I'm, I'm out on him. Uh, that being said, I don't know if I really necessarily want to stack up the White Sox here. It's just, I mean, they've disappointed so many times. Don't love the ballpark. Manning, well, he can get beat up pretty badly. He doesn't really give up a ton of power. I, I like, I don't see upside in this lineup at all. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, like when Jimenez was cheap. Andrews was crushing near minimum price. Mankata was really cheap because he had been on the IL for a long time. Like the White Sox were playable. Jimenez is up at 5K now. Uh, Mankata is 3,700. I think Mankata's price is still fine. 
I don't, I don't believe that Andrews is as good of a hitter as he's been over the past couple of weeks. Um, Grandal's had a really rough season. Like, I just, I don't like the White Sox much. Um, been, been a struggle for them all season long. And now that they've had some success here recently and the prices are starting to adjust, I'm, I'm probably out as well. Yeah. And then on the Detroit side, I mean, you want to target Giolito with power righties and I mean, you got Detroit what? doesn't have any, <laughs> you got two, you got Baez, you got Haas and they're not really yeah. great ones. I don't, I don't hate those two as one-offs. Like I don't hate the leverage of stacking, doing a little three man mini stack, maybe including green or carpenter in your Detroit stack to save some money, like play off the top, probably top overall owned pitcher on the slate, but they're not good. So, I mean, it's likely just going to turn out terribly. Yeah. I mean, if Giolito ends up massive chalk, which he could, I don't, the slate's big enough and there's enough, there's at least two other cheap pitchers, three others actually, um, that are, that are going to be in play for sure. Uh, so he's not alone in this range. I don't think he's going to be chalky enough to where I want to chase a Detroit stack and, and try to, Pass the field that way. Um, I'll I'll just avoid this altogether. I think. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the next game, we got the Phillies going up against the Braves. Suarez versus Freed, seven and a half total here. Braves big favorite. Let's start off with Ranger Suarez going up against one of the best hitting lineups in the league, and he's priced at nine K. Do you have any interest in Suarez? No interest at nine K. Um, I I think he can rack up some strikeouts here. Atlanta still does strike out a fair amount, uh, but it's just too risky of a spot at that at this price um way too many options cheaper than him that i think can can outscore him yeah no interest in him at all this price tag i mean if he was seven and a half k he's in play but 20 percent k rate guy slightly above average ground ball pitcher um i'm not going there freed on the other side 10.1 k going up against tough phillies lineup not a guy that really ever has a massive game but he can get it done occasionally 10.1k is a little bit high of a price tag considering the matchup do you have any interest in him i don't think so at this price tag i i love max freed i think he's one of the best pitcher like real life pitchers in in baseball but he's not a great dfs pitcher um like there are guys three thousand dollars cheaper than him that have higher strikeout rates um Philly's not Philly strikes out enough where I could see him having a ceiling type game, but he's not a guy that's going to go out and strike out 10 or 11. A ceiling game for him is like eight at 10 one. That's, that's just not enough, especially when there are so many guys 2k cheaper than him that, that can get those same eight strikeouts. So I, I don't see myself with much free today. Yeah. I'm out on free, but I'm also full on out on the Philly bats. Free just doesn't get blown up. He's too good of a pitcher. Yep. Absolutely. Right there with you. Yeah, and then the Brave side, I could see a Brave stack. I don't love it. I mean, again, Suarez is a solid ground ball pitcher. He's an above average real life pitcher, just not a great fantasy pitcher. He's fine, um, but I, I don't know if I can. I don't know how much it. The, the Braves, if they're going to be low owned, are kind of a middle of the road. Yeah, contrarian stack if you want to. I mean, Acuna, Riley, Swanson, Contreras, Olson, even in the lefty lefty spot, Harris. Darno are all fine. I just don't love this spot for the Braves. And if they're going to come in low single digit ownership, I'll play them. If not, then I'm probably out. Yeah, the pricing is tough because the guys you want are Riley and Swanson. They're both five over 5K. Acuna also 
right up there. Um, it's really tough to play all three of them together, I think. Uh, William Contreras has had a 800. Darno is even cheaper at 4,200. Uh, Grissom, if he's in there, is 3,500. So maybe if you play Grissom and Darno at 35 and 42, you can get up to the, the big three. Like Riley and Swanson in particular have been amazing against lefties this year. So I, I, I want some exposure, but it's really tough to full stack the the premium Braves that you want to play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Um, moving on, Oakland, Houston. We got Verlander going up against Martinez. Let's start off with Adrian Martinez here. Any interest on him in him for going up against the Astros? No, thanks. He's yep. too good. Don't strike out. Full on out on him. Um, Verlander coming off the IL. Don't know what his pitch count will be. I'm guessing he should be fine. I mean, it's been, what, 17 days since he pitched? 11.11K going up against Oakland? <laughs> I, I mean, the, unless we hear a big pitch count, he's got to be one of the better plays on the slate. I'm concerned about the pitch count. Um, he didn't make a rehab start. He's just been throwing bullpens. Like, I don't know that they're going to go out and push him in this first start. I mean, they pretty much have the number one seed, or at least right. the first round by locked up. I mean, unless they have a Yankees-esque collapse. Yeah, I was going to say um, the Yankees have fallen so far back that I I think they're pretty much a lock for the one seed. I don't know I don't know the standings off the top of my head. I mean, they're at 94 wins, Yankees are at 87 and there's what 20 games left in the season, if that. Yeah, so I mean they're in, they're on cruise control for sure here. I I don't see them pushing Berlander. I definitely will be searching the beat writers and things like that trying to find an estimated pitch count for him. Obviously, check out the bat and see what they have projected. Um, see what Cardi hasn't projected for. He's usually spot on with these type of things. But I, I would assume it's going to be 80 pitches-ish, maybe 85, 90 if, if they extend him a little bit. But I don't think there's any chance of him getting to 100 here. It's a phenomenal matchup. He could absolutely crush in 80 pitches. I don't know if he can crush 11K in 80 pitches, though, is, is the problem. I don't know. I think we just need some more information here. Um, that that's, I mean, his strikeouts are down a little bit. So like old Verlander who was striking out over 30% of the guys, he might be able to pay off this price tag in 80 pitches, but the, the guy he's been this season who's in contention for a Cy Young is just doesn't have, he's not striking guys out like he used to, um, but he's not giving up any runs at all. So. I don't know. T tough spot. I think the price tag is too high for his upside in, in this spot is kind of ultimately where I'm at, even though like it's almost a lot. He's probably going six sh shutout innings, um, six or seven Ks. I don't, I don't know if that's enough at 11 K. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to wait and see what the bat has projected for his pitches. And if we have any beat writers right. coming out, so wait on that. No interest in Oakland bats. Yeah, no, thanks. All right. Houston going up against Martinez, who, Mediocre to below average pitcher um, playing in a Houston better than Oakland. Any interest in the Houston stack? Yeah, I have a ton of interest in Houston. Uh, um, Alvarez has kind of come back to life a little bit. It seemed like he was dealing with an injury there was, was slumping pretty badly for the better part of a month, but he's, he's had a couple multi-hit games here recently, a couple of home runs. So really like to see him back on track. 
Um, Kyle Tucker has been phenomenal as well. El Tuve has been great. Bregman's picked it up a little even. Um, the problem is all like those four are all 55, 5,600 and above. So going to have to pick and choose which one, which of those guys you're playing can probably only fit two or three of them. Um, Alvarez and Tucker would be my two favorites. Um, and then just fill out the stack. Hopefully Mancini is, is in the stack. I always love the Houston stack. Anytime Mancini cracks the lineup, um, Aledmus Diaz hit near the top of the order, but Altuve was out. So don't know if we see that again today. Um, yeah, I mean, to fill out the full stack is difficult because of the the, the guys we want to play are all expensive, but I, I love this spot for Houston. Going to try to find a way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, you can always double stack them with, with the Royals. There you go. go. (laughs) Um, yeah, if you can make them work, make them work. Like they're a great stack. I mean, they're like, they're a massive favorite in this spot. Minus 360, not a huge total, but they're, they have a team total up near five. So Houston, if you can make it work, do it. Um, it's just, yeah, that pricing is tough. Moving on to the next game. we got the Yankees going up against the Brewers. Montas going up against Hauser. Eight total in this game. Minus 130 for the Yankees. Let's start off with Montas. 8,400 going up against Milwaukee. Any interest in Montas? Yeah, I do have interest in Montas. The Brewers are not an offense that really scares me anymore. They strike out plenty. Montas has been really inconsistent since coming over from the Yankees or to the Yankees. But he's still got talent in there. Um, strikeout rate almost 24% on the season. Just I don't know what the issue has been since he's arrived in New York, but I like this matchup for him quite a bit. Um, like Milwaukee strikes out a bunch. Yes, yeah, so they have they have some home run power. He could absolutely get blown up in this spot. Um, but at 8,400, I'm, I'm going to take some shots on it. I think he could also rack up plenty of case and, and easily pay off that price tag. Yeah, right there with you. I mean, inconsistent, big field GBP play because he can put up a big outing going up against Milwaukee with some decent Ks. Um, Hauser on the other side, not a good fantasy pitcher, not a guy I want to use versus a Yankees lineup that's closer to full strength. Yeah, no interest in Hauser. Yankees going up against Hauser. Hauser does not provide a ton of home runs, but that doesn't really matter for Judge, Stanton, um, those guys, and – those guys are in play, full stacks in play, um, at least the top of the lineup. Bottom line is never very good. But Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, Torres, all fine. Like that stack. Yeah, I, I like it as well. Um, Judge up to 6,500. Man, uh, dude just keeps hitting homers, though. Got to play him. Uh, Stanton at 5,200, totally fine. And then everybody else is very reasonably priced. You got Donaldson and Torres in the 4Ks. Um IKF has actually been hitting the ball really fairly well here recently. Um, no power there, but I don't mind him in a stack. Um, just because like he, if he gets on base, you've got the guys behind him to, to drive him in certainly. So at 2,900, I don't hate that. Um, but judge and Stanton are, are the two guys we really want. I think the, the pricing on, on Donaldson and Torres is very attractive as well. So I, I agree. Stack up the Yankees. Yeah. And then on the other side, Milwaukee, I'm just not a huge fan. Montas is a solid overall pitcher. Yes, he's been a little bit inconsistent recently, but still an above-average pitcher. I mean, the price tags on these guys are not great. Montas has kind of kept home runs under control this season. Last season, I just don't see enough upside on a 15-game slate. I'm probably just riding off the Brewers entirely. 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, like Renfro at 4,600 is like, I, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Tellez's his price has come way up. Loved playing him when he was down in the three Ks, but now that he's 4,800, that's tough. Yelich doesn't have the same upside he used to. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm just, they're kind of mad to me. I'm, I'm not very interested in the Brewers either. Yeah. Moving on to the next game. We got San Martin going up against Flaherty, Cincinnati going up against St. Louis. Let's go with San Martin first, going up against a very, very tough St. Louis team. Any interest in him? No interest in him. Yep, same page here. Other side, Flaherty struggled a bit when he first came back from the IL, went right back to it. Come, came back again and had a good first outing and then really struggled versus Pittsburgh. Doesn't seem fully right right now. 7K going up in Cincinnati. I have some interest in him. What about you? Yeah, this he's definitely underpriced for the talent. We just don't know how healthy he is. I will say he's been up around 90 pitches, 87 pitches in the last start, 91 pitches in, in the start before that. So I feel like I'm getting 90 pitches against a bad Cincinnati team. And Flaherty, when he's right, is a 9K pitcher. If he goes out there and it, – it's risky here. Um, it, this is similar to Giolito. He's he's underpriced for, for the pitcher that he is. Um, but it, it comes with significant risk. Like there, there's a good chance he just – he goes out there and he can't find the strike zone and they shut him down again. He, he clearly is dealing with a shoulder thing. Um, but – the way he looked at, at Washington, uh, five innings and six strikeouts, like that's that's in the bag for sure for for seven K. I think you got to take some shots here. He's he's just underpriced for the talent. Yeah, I'm playing him, but I'm also probably stacking up Cincinnati. I mean, Larry's been so hit or miss. He might not be right. He might have just had a tough outing going up against Pittsburgh. We don't know, but I mean, you got Fraley sitting at thirty three hundred, Friedel thirty four hundred. Aquino sitting at 2K. Like, you have some power bats here. Going up against a guy who just hasn't looked right, and they're cheap. I think that the – I think both Flaherty and Cincinnati stacks are in play. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Um, I don't I don't mind Cincinnati. I think if Flaherty's right, he, he shuts them down. But like you said, we just don't – we don't know if he's fully healthy right now. Um so taking some shots on a, t- on a cheap stack with a bunch of upside, I, I think makes sense. Uh, Spencer Steer, the one guy you didn't mention, I think he's got some pop as well. So don't mind him, but yeah, Fried and Friedel and Fraley are both great options. Um, all, all of these guys are under 4k. So agree. They're, they're in play. Um, if, if Flaherty's right, it probably doesn't work out, but there's, there's certainly a chance that Flaherty isn't right. Yeah. 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 We'll see. I mean, it's boomer bust. St. Louis, the other side. Um, I love playing St. Louis versus lefties. San Martin has not been good at all versus righties this season. He's not striking any of them out. He's walking them. He's giving up some power. He's just been bad versus righties this year. St. Louis might be my favorite stack on the slate. I mean, Goldschmidt and Arenado are two of the best plays on the entire slate. O'Neill's a great play. Edmonds, small little Expensive is solid. I don't even care if you throw in some of the cheaper lefties and Donovan and Gordon Gorman and Newt Barr. Um, but Goldschmidt and Arenado are two of my top plays on the slate, and St. Louis is one of my favorite stacks, if not my favorite. 
Yeah, right there with you. This is a, a fantastic spot. Um, like Goldschmidt and Aaron, Otto, like you mentioned, just phenomenal plays. Um, I think getting weird from there, like you kind of touched on it. Like Newt Bar has been playing a lot against lefties. I could see San Martin just being out of this game after two innings. Um, so if if there are any lefties in the in the lineup, I definitely have interest in them uh, because I think that that the big guys get to San Martin, and then you've got I don't know six plus innings of a really bad bullpen to attack. Um, and the lefties are going to carry far less ownership. I think that's a, a fantastic way to differentiate St. Louis stacks. But yeah, um, Goldie and Arenado, and then wh- wh- if there's lefties in there, stack them up too. Like especially like if Newbar hits nine, that's ideal because then he's at the bottom of the order. Um, he probably only faces San Martin once, and then you've got him against a, a right-handed reliever with Goldie and Arenado coming up behind him. So absolutely love the the wraparound stack here for St. Louis. Yep, love it. Moving on to the next game, we got Seattle going up against the Angels. Robbie Ray versus Lorenzen. Let's start out with Robbie Ray here. 9,800 going up against an L.A. team that is essentially Trout and Otani for the most part. Any interest in Robbie Ray? Yeah, if I'm paying up for pitching, I, I think Robbie Ray is the guy. I'm. We've talked about half a dozen or so guys in the 7-8K range. That's where I'm primarily going to be living. But Robbie Ray comes with a ton of upside. So when I'm paying up, he's he's the guy I'm going to. Um, 28% strikeouts on the season. He's even got more upside than that. When when he's on, he can rack up a 40% strikeout rate in a game. Um, has racked up double-digit strikeouts in a game multiple times this season. Not scared of this Angels lineup. Like you said, it's just the two guys. Once you get clear of them, it should be smooth sailing. So... Um, he can give up a home run or two, but he also have ma- has massive strikeout upside. I'm, I'm fine taking on the risk for tournaments. Yep, yep. He's one of the better spin-ups on the slate. Uh, Michael Rett, Lorenzen on the other side, going up against a tough Seattle team that beat him up decently badly the last two outings. They saw He saw him a while ago before he went on the IL. Um, any interest in Michael Lorenzen? No, no interest in Lorenzen. Um, Seattle's a good offense. I, I think I have quite a bit of interest in that stack. I love the Seattle stack, but I'm also a giant homer. <laughs> so I'm going to let you take this one. No, I mean, Lorenzen's nobody to be afraid of. Uh, and this this Seattle lineup is really talented. Uh, Julio is one of the best hitters in baseball already, Julio Rodriguez. Suarez has had a great year with a ton of power. Cal Raleigh has shown a ton of power. He's cheap. Uh, Ty France, he's fallen off a little bit, but I, still a really good hitter. Um, and now his price has come down. He's 3,600. Um, been a struggle for Winker as well, but 2,900 on him. Um, I think it, it's a really easy stack to make work. You've got some cheap pieces here. Uh, and then you've got the really high upside guys like Rodriguez and Suarez. So I absolutely love the Seattle stack as well. Perfect. Done. Sold. Big dumpers <laughs> hitting a bomb. I love it. Oh, I always say that, and he does a lot. Gosh, I love that guy. Um, yeah, I cannot wait. If if they make the playoffs, I'm not going to jinx it yet. Then, first time I've ever watched the Mariners in the playoffs will be this year. Uh, so that's nice. Other side, Angels going up against Ray. I mean, you can always play Trout and Otani. Does not matter the matchup, but I really have no interest in the Angels. I do not either. Um, he- even trying to find a home run against Ray, I don't think on a, on a 
what is it 14 games later what on a massive slate it's not not really worth it there are far better spots yeah you can find a 6k home run elsewhere yes yeah uh moving on to the next game we got the padres going up against the diamondbacks snell going up against Bumgarner. we got an eight and a half total padres minus 176 favorites let's start off with the padres Blake Snell, 9,400 going up against a heavy lefty lineup. They might be shooting out some bats, but any interest in Snell at 9,400? Yeah, I, I definitely have interest in Snell. Um, I like Ray's matchup better, so I will play more Ray. I think the field will be in, along those same, li- same lines of thinking as well. So I think Ray comes with more ownership than Snell. That makes Snell a great tournament pivot because he's he has a massive strikeout rate. And massive upside, just like just like Robbie Ray. So tougher matchup. We'll see what the lineup looks like. If like Snell is very hard on lefties, so if, if they run out two, three, maybe even four lefties, uh, like you mentioned, Arizona, like their whole outfield is left-handed. If if I recall, um, they they're not going to be able to sit all of them. So he should see a couple of lefties in this lineup at least. Massive strikeout upside here. Um, I, I like Ray a little bit better, but Snell's right there for me. Yeah, I mean, and Arizona has nothing to play for, so it's not like they're going to – they might not intentionally platoon out their bats just because they want to give their players some more IBs. Um, Bumgarner on the other side, who just always blows me away that he's only 32 (laughs) years old. Um, Any interest in Bumgarner? No, no interest in Bumgarner. So we're stacking the Padres, right? (laughs) Indeed. Absolutely. Um, Machado's a fantastic play, 5,600. Drury, I know the sticker shock on that 5,200 seems like he's way overpriced, but look at his numbers this year against lefties. He is very much in play at 5,200. Um, Soto lefty lefty. I don't love that as much. Um, he also just, he, he walks too much to be honest. Uh, so the 5,100 tag on him, he's perfectly fine in a stack. Don't get me wrong. Um, even Cronenworth lefty lefty, I think will be pretty low owned. Don't mind that at all. Profar, if he leads off at 3,700, is going to be one of the top values on the slate. Will Myers, if he cracks the lineup, absolutely love him with big power against lefties, 3,200. Um, Nola catching, or, or if, uh, who's the other guy? Wait a minute, Elfaro, 3,500. Both catchers are in the three Ks. I love the San Diego stack. Um, absolutely think Machado and Drury are worth it. And then I like the value in Profar, whoever catches, uh, and even Cronenworth lefty-lefty. Yep. And, and Will Myers. Yep, right there with you. Um, other side, Arizona going up against Snell. I mean, Var- uh, Walker and Marte are fine. They're cheap enough. They have some pops. Snell can give up a home run, but I'm I'm likely just avoiding the Diamondbacks entirely. Yeah, I'm I'm out on the Diamondbacks as well. Far better spots. Yeah, Snell can get wild and, and get blown up at times, but I don't think I'm chasing it on, on a massive slate. All right, moving on to the last game of the night. We got the Dodgers going up against the Giants. Dustin May going up against Logan Webb. Seven and a half total. Dodgers minus 165 favorites. Let's start off with Dustin May getting a good ballpark here in San Francisco. Not a not an easy matchup. But 8,200, any interest in him here? I have a ton of interest in Dustin May. Um, like, is it, uh, it's always frustrating that his, he doesn't strike out more guys than than he has in his career because he has absolutely electric stuff. Incredible. The guy just throws such heat. Yeah, it is so fun to watch him pitch, but for whatever, he just doesn't have that put-away pitch. Um, it, it'll come eventually. Um, he's going to be 
a really good starting pitcher. I think he he can still find those those games where he has plenty of success. Uh, we saw that in his first start back. It was against Miami, a little bit of an easier matchup, but he struck out nine. So he, there is some strikeout upside here. He's obviously wor- working his way back from a major injury. Um, so he's going to have some inconsistencies, and we've seen that over his last couple starts. He's got he got blown up against San Diego. Don't know that you can really fault him for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, let, let's be honest here: the eight walks and eight strikeouts in the last two starts, going up against San Diego, it's they're one of yeah. the most patient teams yep. in the league. And I mean, getting just a huge ballpark upgrade here over in San Francisco, going up against a team that yes, they're pretty decent hitting. Um, but may they strike out enough though. San Francisco yeah. has some strikeouts. Yeah, like I, I I'm right there with you. I really like May. Like I'm first to Miami. This guy was 10K yep. like a week ago. He's a very good pitcher. I mean, yes, his strikeout stuff has been a little bit inconsistent, but we don't have a huge sample size pretty much in any given year. I mean, the guy hasn't made more than 10 starts in a year ever. The guy has really good stuff. May is one of my favorite plays on the slate. And I don't know what his K-prop is going to come in at, but I'm probably betting the over. I'll be with you. All right. I like it. Got the <laughs> Keith Eister. Okay for that. Perfect. Logan Webb, the other side, going up against the Dodgers. Been solid, but doesn't matter. It's the Dodgers. I'm out on them. Yeah, agree. Webb's a really good pitcher. Doesn't have the best strikeout stuff in the world, but this matchup just makes him unplayable. Um so, yeah, I'm out as well. All right, Dodgers bats. I normally love them, but Webb's a good, good ground ball pitcher. He's a good pitcher overall. Don't love the ballpark. I mean, if they come in super low, on, I have no problem ever stacking up the Dodgers, but this is likely a spot where I will end up with limited or no exposure to them. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Like, Webb is an extreme ground ball guy. Um the Dodgers are extremely expensive. So I, like Webb isn't going to get blown up. It's extremely unlikely. He doesn't give up any runs, but I don't think he's given up like five or six runs. Um, he'll probably give up somewhere in the three to four range. Um, it's That's not enough for the, the, at these prices for the Dodgers. So unless they, they roll out a, a weak lineup as they, we saw them do after they clinched the division. Um, if, if they don't have the premium guys in there and you have some value bats, maybe you could take some shots. Um, but even then they're, they're not the most talented hitters and it's, they don't have the same upside as if the, the good guys are in there. So yeah, just a tough spot for the Dodgers. Web, Webb's a really solid pitcher. Yeah. And then on the other side, I mean, I don't, I don't really love anyone. I mean, Lamont Wade, maybe, but he's probably going to get pitch hit for. Yeah, I, I don't know. May I, I? I'm higher on May, so I'm probably going to fade to the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are just a tough team to stack because of how much they pinch hit. Um, sure, May's coming back from injury. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get blown up. Uh, but even if even if they blow him up and get him out of the game early, the Dodgers are just going to bring in a lefty, and then all all the all the guys that were in the lineup are going to be on the bench. So tough tough spot to play the Giants. Yep, let's play the morning grind game and get out of here so I can go to bed. Starting off, pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? Uh, let me see here. I'm going to take a chance that, that Flaherty finds whatever was missing his last time out. Um, 
I don't think St. Louis would be running him out there. Obviously, they're trying to get him healthy for the playoffs. So if St. Louis feels like he's good enough to send out to the mound, I'll, I'll trust him. I'm going to play some Flaherty. All right, I'm going to go with the easy one, Lucas Giolito. Like gonna, it's against Detroit. That's, that's it. Um, over 8K to score under 15 fantasy points. Who's your high price bust? Uh, give me Ranger Suarez. Really tough matchup against Atlanta. I'm going to go Logan Webb just because it's a tough matchup versus the Dodgers. Uh, high-priced hitter to hit a bomb. Who are you who are you going with? Love the way these Toronto righties match up against Jordan Lyles. Give me Vlad Guerrero. I like it. I'm going with Nolan Arenado going Love up it. against a lefty. Um, under 4K to get two or more hits. Um, give me Gunnar Henderson. Super great prospect. Uh, has been hitting a little bit better here. Has a great matchup against a bad starting pitcher in Thomas Hatch. I like it. I'm going to go with a big dumper, Cal Raleigh. He's hitting two bombs. <laughs> I say that a lot. It actually hit last time I said that, but yeah, I just, I just love the big dumper. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Give me Houston. I'm going with Seattle and that should do it for us. Keith, any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? No loaded, loaded pitching slate. Let's see where this ownership shakes out. I think there's going to be plenty of ways to, uh, to get a little bit off the board. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Well, I'm going to get to bed because I've got 15 games to bet on for baseball <laughs> tomorrow and football to look into. So it's that time of year. It's been fun, Keith. We're out of here. Fire kids. <laughs>